Sex outside of marriage, adultery and cohabitation are now criminal acts in Indonesia and foreign visitors are not going to be spared. In a significant development today, lawmakers approved the new criminal code, but it won't apply immediately. Implementation could take up to three years. The law also makes illegal the promotion of contraception and religious blasphemy and restores a ban on insulting a sitting president and vice president. Ross Taylor is a former commissioner to Indonesia for Western Australia and the founder of the Perth-based think tank Indonesia Institute. Ross, welcome. Yes, uh, good evening, Sarah. How surprising are these changes? How long have they been been in the works? Well, they've actually been in the works for a number of years, uh, Sarah. Um, in, in fact, in uh, 2019, just before COVID, um, the, it actually reached Parliament as it did uh, today. Uh, but, uh, you know, thanks to some fairly intense lobbying from the state or provincial government in Bali, which wouldn't surprise you, um, the uh, the bill was, uh, was knocked over. Uh, but uh, today it's actually got through. And uh, so it will, uh, in essence, come into law, but it requires... Um, further process that has to be signed off by the president. So that would take some time. And as you've correctly indicated, um, there is a, a time frame quote of up to three years for its uh, impl- implementation. So there are other factors, I think, very much at work here. So these are basically the same laws that the government of Joko Widodo was proposing in 2019, but were shelved because of the protests. What, what has changed? What has shifted in the country? Well, I, 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 perhaps I'm being a little bit cynical, but, uh, you know, I think it needs to be remembered, um, uh, you know, as you would know, Indonesia is uh, absolutely a, f- a vibrant democracy uh, now. Uh, it's just been through COVID. Um, they are going to a national election within probably within 19 months now where Widodo will have to stand down, uh, similar to the American system. But, of course, the factions are very, very busy uh, in terms of their positioning as a lead up to the um, uh, to the initial uh, election process, and I, and I quite frankly, Sarah, I think there is a, a fair degree of of uh, capturing the Islamic um, uh, vote uh, at, at at this stage. So, uh, uh, like all things in Indonesia, it's it's not just as it seems. So, if someone is caught having sex outside of marriage once this is signed into law, what could happen to them? Well, you've articulated it quite well. You can be arrested and you can be uh, sentenced to jail. Uh, if you then go down into the fine print, uh, again, it gets complicated, but there's a bit of an out there because it does say that uh, for the police to prosecute uh, even a foreigner for uh, even cohabitating outside of marriage, that means that at a hotel or, or whatever, uh, notwithstanding you may not even be indulging in sex, um, that, um, that 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 uh, for that to take place, uh, it must be as a result of a uh, parent, guardian, spouse, or immediate family member making a formal complaint to the police. So one would think there for most. Australians going up with their girlfriend or partner outside of marriage, um, that would be fairly unlikely uh, to happen. Where, where it gets murky, though, Sarah, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously if you are an Australian and you meet an Indonesian partner whilst in Bali or uh, you, 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 are, you, are, you have a, an Indonesian partner and you're not married, that would be very problematic. 
Um, and I think also for the LGBT um, cohort of people, uh, that's, that's just another issue that they're now going to have to deal with, given the fact that uh, homosexual marriage is still illegal in, in uh, Indonesia. So so I, I wouldn't suggest to your listeners, if you're heading off to Bali tomorrow, that you need to cancel because uh, you're going with your boyfriend. Um, but I, I would say it, it, it's just frustratingly disappointing um, that just as we come out of COVID and a place like Bali is so desperate to get back uh, the tourists that it needs that, you know, people just have to deal with this, um, with this, uh, with this issue. Another part of this code is that uh, Indonesians and foreign officials won't be allowed to insult a sitting president, but does the code distinguish between what's an insult and what's criticism, a, a critique? No, and, and quite frankly, we have seen, well, I think we've, we've seen this in some of the states in Australia as well during COVID, that where, um, you know, leaders have actually used this cover of COVID to implement uh, policies that you would you would probably start to say is going down the roads of, of, of uh, diminishing uh, one's human rights and democracy. And, and one of the criticisms of President Jokowi is that... Um, uh, this has been the case with him, and this is just another nail in that progressively being built coffin that uh, that, that they would would implement this. So human rights activists uh, already in Jakarta are, are really saying, well, um, you know, this again creates that environment where uh, the the unwritten word of all this is that if you um, you know you criticise the government or the president. Um, just watch out because we can now uh, we can now get you. I, I might add, we have to be careful saying that because we we, we have similar laws now, or almost <laughs> where I come from in Western Australia. So we have to be a little bit careful not to be uh, hypocritical. But yeah, um, it, it it just I think built all in together, Sarah. It, it just presents uh, just a a worrying outlook for tourists when they are and visitors just when they're getting the confidence to get back uh, into international travel and particularly uh, going to places like Bali. And uh, it, it's something that the governor of Bali and, and the Balinese tourist industry that are so dependent on foreign tourists uh, really don't need just at the moment. If you just tuned in, Ross Taylor is a former commissioner to Indonesia for Western Australia and the founder of the Perth-based think tank Indonesia Institute. He's talking about Indonesia's new criminal code on RN Drive. Uh, Ross Yesterday we spoke to an Indonesian academic about a ban on Western researchers conducting fieldwork on orangutan preservation because they disagreed with the official line from the government that orangutan numbers were increasing. Are you concerned that we're seeing a covert or perhaps overt rise in conservatism in Indonesian? Well, I think we've been seeing that for some years um, under the rule of President Jokowi, Sarah. Um, it, it's been relatively kept out of the international media, but there certainly has been this slowly, um, uh, uh, pr this process of people getting diminished human rights, as I said earlier on, um, and with it, this increased sensitivity to... Uh, uh, to uh, outside sources. And, and I think that's quite interesting, given the fact that post-Saharto, uh, you know, most Australians still think that Indonesia is a, you know, a very controlled press, and I'm sure you would know that you know, post-Saharto, 
in the last uh, 20 or 30 years. If anything, Indonesia's gone the other way where it's the, the press has been uh, and the media has been uh, too free for people to be outspoken uh, to the point where you could actually print lies, which we can't do in Australia. So with that in mind, it, it, it probably makes some sense that the government at some stage was going to pull back on on what can be reported, what can be quoted in the in, in, in the media, but they've now gone to one step further and just talking about just general uh, free speech. And I think some of the academics, you know, people like Professor Tim Lindsay, who I think may be talking to RN tomorrow morning, um, I think without putting words into his mouth, would have you know some concerns about where these uh, where these new laws are heading. Um, there are others who say that's not the case. It's just simply it's a very big country and it needs those sort of disciplines. But no, you're quite right. There, there certainly has been that that slow march towards the um, uh, you know the the the, 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 the uh, uh, what I'm saying to to, to see the um, uh, rights of people uh, being uh, restricted if it doesn't suit the narrative that the government's trying to tell. Ross Taylor, thanks for your time. My pleasure, Sarah. Thank you. Ross Taylor is a former commissioner to Indonesia for Western Australia and the founder of the Perth-based think tank Indonesia Institute. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.